Hey, everybody. Martin Burns back. How are you? Another uh, installment of The Recruiting Works. And we have a really interesting and fun guest today uh, to talk to. And the nice thing is she's going to be speaking at Recruit DC next week. So her name is R- Rochelle. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on the last name here. Rochelle Gepper. Did I get close to that? Perfect. Oh, right, good deal. Uh, now, she's a happiness expert, so she may be being nice to me with that part. But so Rochelle's background is, is she's fascinating. She's a, a, a double or triple, quadruple threat a best-selling author at Amazon. Um, she is an attorney, uh, happiness coach, and expert entrepreneur. So super interesting person, great to kind of catch up with. And um, she's speaking this week at Recruit DC as the keynoter. And I thought getting her on the podcast before that event would be great. We'll give you a small taste of what you're going to be getting at the event. If you have not signed up for it and you're anywhere in the DC area, you should go. If you're not in DC, get in a plane. DC is wonderful. It's great to visit. Uh, and, and the reason I'm pissing this so much is a i think rochelle's forever uh, it's a great agenda and it's it's one of my favorite conferences to go to every year for recruiting it's very focused on what we do um it's it's not it's not there to make profit off of attendees or or, or sponsors it really is it's a nonprofit essentially where they're trying to bring together the best possible possible speakers and thinkers around what we're doing as recruiters and that's to me at least what i get the most value out of if i'm going to go somewhere i want to get content that's actually relevant, that's current. Um, I wanna hear from not the usual talking heads, the folks who should do in the work. Um, and here, a great keynote like Rochelle. So uh, again, Recruit DC is next week on, on Wednesday, get down there. Um, Rochelle, I wanna just kind of open up a little bit to you, um, have you talk a bit about your background, how you became a happiness expert, because that's obviously, got a, there must be a story behind that. And then we'll talk a bit about your talk. How's that sound? Perfect, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, thanks for being here. Wonderful. So do you want me to start? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, jump, jump. Well, who, I mean, well, how do you become, I guess my, my big question is I'm curious, is how do you become a happiness expert? Uh, I'd, I'd love to be, I, I would love to be myself. So any tips would be great. And not for speaking, just to be. In know, general. Happy. So um, it's interesting because a closed door and, a, and rejection is what propelled me into my purpose, which is now to be a happiness coach, happiness expert. So in 2016, I was in a long-term relationship. It, ended and I was at a crossroads in my life, you know, feeling like, okay, what's next? I'm an attorney. It's not necessarily my passion. I enjoy it enough. I'm good at it, but it wasn't a thing that I woke up in the morning thinking, wow, it's amazing. And so in undergrad, just to rewind a little bit, I was a psychology major and then I went straight to law school. During law school, I got an inkling that law wasn't necessarily my calling, but I didn't know what else I'd do at that stage. And so fast forward to 2016, I'm going through this whole life overhaul and I'm just pressing into the question, what am I here on this earth to do? There has to be something better or something more. And so as I was going along and like seeing friends and seeing um, associates and colleagues who knew me and my former partner together, they would always have this air of pity around them saying, oh, are you okay? And how are you doing? And I was just like, well, I'm sad that the relationship ended. And of course I'm disappointed, but one area of my life being bad doesn't mean that my entire life is is bad. 
And so as a result, you know, I would say this story quite often. And I kept hearing that my um, feedback was refreshing, that my perspective was refreshing and that I should write a book about it. So I was like, hmm, interesting. I love to read. I always knew I'd write a book. I didn't know what I was going to write about. But the more people kept telling me this, I was like, why am I more predisposed to optimism and thinking positively than other people are? I set off on a sabbatical. I went to Oxford for seven weeks. I started hopping around Europe. A friend of mine, she was a dean at Oxford at the time. So I was based with her, but I promised I would research happiness and write every single day, which I did. So when I was an undergrad, the whole school of psychology was around, you know, mental illness and mental wellness and figuring out ways for the mental illness, let's say the spectrum, for lack of a better word. However, within the last 15 years, there's a new school of psychology called positive psychology, which is about human flourishing and human um, wellness and living our best lives. And I was just so fascinated. So I started studying it. So studying it as well as writing at the same time. And of course, I found out happiness is based and grounded, rooted in science. And I was just fascinated. And so I wrote the book, I released the book, the book became an Amazon bestseller, people started inviting me on their podcast, I ended up um, opening at a corporate event where Steve Harvey closed, um, that video came on YouTube, it ended up taking on a life of its own, an international speaking agency saw the video, signed me to their roster, and the rest is history, here I am. That's great, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you went from being a very research focused, you know, like studious attorney looking through documents and everything to realize like, wait a minute, I don't like this, but still that, that, that skill set carried forward with you when you started doing your, your happiness research, of course. That's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Good. Good. So, so, you know, it's, it's 2022 and we've been through a couple of years of, to put it mildly weirdness every day. Um, and I, I, I would suspect that global happiness levels are lower than they were in 2019, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, I can't think of a lot of folks who are actually, well, maybe introverts, they've, they've gone up, right? But in general, I can't imagine the world is, is the way it was a couple, three, three years ago when it comes to people's emotional well-being and health. And I do know that, at least in my industry, there's a lot of that going on because of the stress and the pressure of being a recruiter the last couple of years has been massive. Um, it just, just, it's just been um, unprecedented. Uh, for lack of a better, better word. And now it's shifting rapid, radically. And there's also, I saw some posting today about if I get laid off from my job, what, what kind of job can I do if I'm, since I'm a recruiter? What can I transfer into? So then that's a, that question wouldn't, wouldn't have been asked you know, three, four weeks ago. It would have been the exact opposite. So, so we're seeing this. So it's, it's a whiplash happening right now. Mm-hmm. What are you, you going to, and again, I don't want you to steal thunder from your talk, but you know, maybe some high level tips for folks who, who are feeling these kind of stresses in the industry. Well, so on a personal level, meaning obviously before you're a recruiter, you are a human being and you're an individual. So just to, you know, summarize, ultimately you have to do um, inventory. You have to take inventory of how you're feeling. Most people aren't even acknowledging that they're feeling stressed or that they're feeling burnt out because so many of us are operating under this facade of having it together. So living in denial is definitely not gonna help. So I would say you have to start by just acknowledging that you are not 
in a space where you feel your best. Okay, now that you have confronted that, what are some tools that you can use to propel yourself to the next emotional level, to become happier, feel more fulfilled? And so that could easily be, how are you starting your day? You know, most of us are just jumping out of bed and just starting our day without any type of in, intention. And so you have to be intentional about how, how you're starting your day. You know, research shows that even watching three minutes of the news in the morning is enough to have a negative impact on your day. If I were to ask you, hey, Martin, did you watch the news this morning? And you said, yes, and I didn't watch the news this morning. There's a 27% likelihood that you're having a worse day than me six to seven hours later. So just even how we start our day, prime your day for success. Wake up, do whether you're doing meditation, a quick um, exercise, 12 minutes of exercise is enough to increase your feel-good hormones, oxytocin, serotonin. So you could start your day with some exercise, whether you're journaling, but be very, very intentional about how you are starting your day. Another thing that I will say, even just industry specific, is who are you talking to? Because if you are talking to your colleagues who are all negative Nancy's, then ultimately that is not improving or helping your mood or your, your vibe, let's say. I'm sure there are some friends or some colleagues who you call and you know when you talk to that person, you will hang up the phone and you'll feel great after that conversation. But then there are some who you dread talking to them because you know it's always going to be something negative. And it doesn't mean that you don't talk to your quote unquote negative colleagues or coworkers, but what happiness enhancing activity can you do after that conversation? So a lot of this is about being very intentional. It's from waking up in the morning, priming your day for success? What are you watching? What are you consuming? Are you exercising? Who are you communicating with throughout your day? Are they people who are edifying your space, edifying your life, edifying your work environment? Or are they the negative Nancy's who are just literally polluting your joy? And so you have to be very, very mindful and intentional about setting up the buffers to keep yourself in a peaceful state. You know, we watch the news. It's just constant doom and gloom. So what are you allowing into your energy field? What are you allowing into your life? And I think most people are unaware of how much power they have to create the life, the life that they want to live, are happy to live, and are, you know, peaceful in. No, it's really good advice. I, mean, I think I, I work in the news business, so I'm probably miserable all the time. Uh, <laughs> so it's just occupational hazard. Um, but here you're saying so. So what if you're if if you're in the moment, and you're, you're you're I'm thinking sort of like sort of tactical stuff. You're you're you've got a, a high rack load as a recruiter, a lot of lot of open roles. Um, you've got folks screaming at you to get them filled quickly. But also you're kind of worried back in your head. What if I'm about the bottom is about to, about to fall out? How do you, and that can be like a three or four in the afternoon, you're, you're feeling miserable about everything. How do you kind of get away from that when you're in the middle of a crazy workday and the things they can do? Okay. So a couple of things you can do. I love the idea of having like a happiness jar on your desk. 
right? And so you could easily just go into your happiness jar and the happiness jar is a collection of little handwritten notes that you have written yourself that you know are things that will bring you joy. So for instance, in there you may have, oh, dance is my favorite song. You'll be surprised, three minutes. And I mentioned earlier, a 12 minute walk is enough to increase your mood. You can at three o'clock decide, you know what? Let me pull away from my desk. Let me play some songs that I enjoy. Whether it is you get up and dance in the office, I have a thing called 2.30 dance off. <laughs> at lunch, you know, typically you're feeling, oh, like, you know, lethargic. 2.30 comes, I turn on a song and I'm dancing. I get my energy and my endorphins up, you know, my vibe going. So listen to music. You could read positive quotes, get vitamin D, walk outside, a quick five-minute walk, sit on a bench. Sometimes it's really just about changing your environment. And the thing that always works, which I like to do first thing in the morning, is the gratitude practice. In the midst of everything that you're going through, whether it is a rough day, a horrible client, whatever, you can always pause and just think about two or three things that you're grateful for right in the moment. Because I can, I can assure you, you may be having a quote-unquote bad day, but it could always be worse, right? So if you are keeping that perspective of gratitude, 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 let me tune into the gratitude, you know, it's a win-win. So the dancing, the walking outside, getting your vitamin D, whether you're reading the positive quotes, you could also turn on YouTube, do a quick five-minute meditation, just reset your mind, calm your, your nerves down, you know, because sometimes we get so wrapped up in the things that are going bad that we overlook the things that are actually going good. And sometimes that power of pause and that stillness is enough to just reset our whole vibration and our energy and our mood. But you owe it to yourself. It's practical things that you can do on a daily basis to ensure that you're feeling good. And listen, happiness is a muscle. You have to exercise it every day. Recently, I have started a new system where I wake up and I listen. The whole time I'm getting ready, I'm listening to I am affirmations. Because I realized as I was getting, as I was preparing to come back to the office, there was that, oh, I prefer working from home. Oh, why do I have to go into the office? Just a bunch of complaining. And so now I'm like, no, no, no. I am going to renew my mind in the morning. I'm going to turn on something that makes me feel good and sets me up for success for my day. And it has worked wonders. Yeah. I like that. All right. So uh, I don't want to take much more from your talk because this is a preview, everyone, a taste, yes. if you will. But I have one last question for you, uh, and then they can kind of say goodbye to the, the gang. Uh, how do you how do you recommend be, being a happiness spreader? So if you're in a good place, can you transmit that joy to the people? And and when is it how when was it effective? When is it just kind of annoying? That makes okay. sense. Fair. So I, I like to say happiness shared is happiness multiplied, right? So if I walk in a room and I'm like, hi, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? That's a different energy from, hey, morning. Oh, the traffic was horrible. Everything sucks, right? So you have to be very mindful of the energy that you are also bringing into spaces. It's not just what people are doing to us or the news or what energy we're receiving. You have to be accountable for the energy that you are also bringing into the space, whether you're Martin or Shell, Amy, whoever. What energy are you showing up with? Would, would you want to be around you? 
be honest. Would you want to spend time around you? Are you a constant complainer? Why would anybody want to be around somebody who constantly complains? And life is hard enough as it is, so people want to be around good energy. Also, most people are leaving their homes every day and they haven't really heard a kind word. And so can you be the person to bring some joy to that atmosphere? Tell them they're doing a good, doing a good job. Oh, you like that color shirt and then be sincere in what you're saying. But you'll be surprised that so many people are not hearing positive thoughts or positive energy or positive feedback. So if you can be the person in your work environment, your friend group, who is being cognizant of the energy that you're bringing in, complimenting people, telling them when they're doing well, um, you know, I'm sure not only will they want to spend more time with you, but you'll be all the better for it because the people around you will also start feeling better about themselves. Sure. You're building them up without yeah. being overbearing. That's great. That's exactly. Great. All right. So Michelle, it was great talking with you. Um, enjoyed it. I will see you next week. Oh, yes. Will, you'll be there. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'll be down there. So also we'll be in person, which should be fantastic. And in the meantime, everyone listening, once again, Recruit DC, market calendars, get down there. It's fantastic. It's worth your time. And you'll see Rochelle and hear the rest of her secrets, which are fantastic. So yes, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Sign uh, up. Yeah, everyone get happy. It's easy to do. And it's again, well worth your time. <laughs>